Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is your Arizona it is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we talk, of course, about <clears throat> pardon me, the Arizona Cardinals here in the metropolitan Phoenix area. And I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me as always is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He not only played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League, and he was on that first uh, uh, first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. What's good, man? Oh man, just another week, bro. I mean, you know, just <laughs> another week. Now, I mean, great. You know, uh, looking forward to talking about this one. Before I do that, gotta give my brother Jay a shout out. Finished the race this weekend. Proud oh, of you, man. man. Keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you do. I appreciate yes, it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. For those of you who want to know what he's talking about, I'm I'm a runner trying to get back in the form, and I had a, a participate participated in the rock and roll marathon in San Jose uh, this past weekend, and so did the half marathon. Ran the half marathon, so I finished. And there's a story that Ed knows about me being too scared to finish a 15k <laughs> of trail race. But anyway, so <clears throat> let's get to it, man. I didn't. I'm, I'm relying a lot on you on this one. I didn't get a chance in terms of because I was in the midst of I was in the pain cave, as they say, uh, running that running that half marathon. <laughs> didn't get a chance to to tape the game. I've I've done some research in terms of how the game went, looking at the play by play and the box score and whatnot. But let's get into it, man. The the Cardinals. They 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 welcomed in, and when I say welcomed in, we're gonna I'm gonna get to the way the arena sounded and the way it looked as well, the stadium sounded and looked as well. But they welcomed in the uh, the undefeated uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and when the Philadelphia Eagles left, they were still undefeated, and the Cardinals fall to two and three. Uh, the crowd, and we have firsthand, uh, I guess, um, uh, reporting on this. My neighbor. Uh, and good friend, uh, Matt Scuduro. He's a Philly fan, diehard, uh, you know, uh, born and raised over there, you know, brought his, uh, fandom with him. And he was actually at the game. And, um, <clears throat> we, he was actually on our show on, uh, Saturday. He did the Easy Sports Talk show, uh, a okay. couple segments to preview the game and talked about him being there and everything. And after the game, one of the first things he did was he texted me, you know, cause he was all excited. You know, obviously this was, Big win for them, uh, and just the excitement of how they won the game. The very one of the very first things he said to me, uh, brother Jay, he was like, Man, this was a Philly home game. Ooh. He said he said it was unbelievable. And the reason it's unbelievable for a lot of um fans of other teams, like, you know, watched ball games at their stadiums, you know, meaning like, you know, he's comes from the days of watching games at the old vet and now Lincoln uh, link the link over there now. Yeah. It it's the the thought of somebody coming into Philly, um, Minnesota, Green Bay, you know, run down the list of teams and uh, being more fans of the opposing team in your stadium. That, that, I mean, 
that's unheard of, unthought of. Yeah. And he said, and, and you, if you watch the game, which obviously you didn't get a chance to watch it, there were times, Jay, when I'm listening. You know, I like to listen with the sound. Yeah. So I got the surround sound going on, everything like that. And you can tell there were certain points of the game. If you close, like if you closed your eyes, you would, you would really imagine you were over in Philadelphia. The, the Cardinals were over in Philadelphia in terms of where this game was being played. It was that loud in certain situations. Yeah. And then, you know, our Cardinals fans, they tried, try as you may. But I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. And I'm not sure whether it's our fans selling their tickets to make a little money. Maybe. Uh, or maybe we just don't have that many people to support the Cardinals out here. Or it's to the point of apathy, like I mentioned last week. Exactly. But it was unbelievable. And like Matt was like, you, he he was like, unbelievable. He was like, it was incredible how many Philly fans were there. And it was a Philly, you know, kind of, and people think it's like, well, it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, it is when you're yes. out there trying to call plays and you're at home. And in most, in most instances, you know, all the quarterback or the players have to do is just give the little quiet down sign. That yep. makes things a whole lot easier for you. In this instance, you're battling your own, you know, you're at home battling against, you know, the opposing crowd being louder than the people that are supposed to be there for you. Almost having state. to go, go in silent count at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first thing. And, and the other thing, Jay, what another slow start, you know, just, and I'm not sure you were five games in now and it's almost to the point. It's like, okay, this is just our MO now. This is what we do. We come out, we spot the other team. Now the, the, the crazy part is once again, we spot Philly, you know, yeah. 14. And by all rights, they should have just took this game and just ran away with it. But they didn't. Somehow we figured out how to slow them down. Uh, basically we kept them to six points in the entire second half. And, but we're coming out of that hole and we just, we, we just almost, curl. Just, yeah. yeah, just didn't quite curl. And we put ourselves once again in a bad situation. Whereas if we come out and hey Jay, if we just make it not, if we don't even have a slow start, we just start, you know, a, a, a mediocre start where we not only maybe we don't get on the board, but we don't allow them to get on the board. Right. That's the it's the it's the it's the it's the worst of both worlds. Not only are we getting off to a slow start, we're allowing the opposition to jump out on top of us. It's one thing, you know, if we keep them right there with us, but you know, it's, it's, I don't know what the, the formula is for this team. I keep looking, um, the play calling seemed in the first portion of the game. It, there's nothing inspiring about that. Maybe, maybe Kingsbury, maybe he's not, uh, uh, you know, scripting. I don't know what he's doing. Whatever he's doing is not working. I'm not sure whether it's time for someone else to assist him in you know, the initial game plan or, you know, maybe have a co-offensive coordinator or something like that. But whatever he's doing is not working, not getting us out of blocks, which is strange because leading up to this point, meaning last year, it seemed like, you know, that was the one thing we did well, you know, getting out of the box, you know, that 7-0 start, scoring some points, putting pressure on the opposition to catch up, right. keep up with us. We're not right. doing that right now. And, I, you know, I don't know what is going on, but it was one of those games, Jay, where, even with all that being said, we had a chance at the end of the game to win it. And then once again, play calling and execution came back to bite our butts. Um, and it was, it was, 
at the end of the game day, you were scratching your head like, how does this happen? Because we actually did have a chance to tie that game. Or if we had to put more into it, maybe even get, you know, score a game-winning touchdown, we had actually had a chance to do that. But something is just not right with this team in the on the sidelines coaching and on the field and execution-wise. So we're going to get back to some of that execution, especially in that fourth quarter. But in, to your to your point about the slow start, the first first possession of the game for the Cardinals, five five plays and out. So five plays and they they punt it. So <clears throat> and then then the the uh, Eagles come back, they get a touchdown, so they're already down. So the Cardinals are already down. Come back and there's a Kyler Murray interception, and then you know and in the the. The Cardinals didn't get on the board until the until right before. Yeah, the Cardinals ended up getting a touchdown with about you know in the second quarter there, six play, fifty seven yard drive that took up two two minutes sixteen seconds. As I'm saying that, there's I want to, to one one more second touch on the the home environment. October, I, I, I wrote down the stat. October twenty fourth of last year was last season was went the last home win. So that's wow, eight, yeah. eight straight home losses. You're going to lose your fan base if you cannot at least win at home. It's one thing. It's frustrating when your team loses no matter what, whether it's home or away. But at least if you can count on when we're home, when they're home, and if I go to the game or if I turn on that TV and they're home, that they're going to, uh, they're, that they're going to show up and show out. And that's just not happening. And what's going to happen is you'll start to see it'll be more of those people that say, as you mentioned, is it, you know what I could use? I feel like going on a cruise. Let me get these tickets up on whatever, whatever site to be able to get this money for them so I can go in because I know they're not going to win if I come, if I go to the game. And that's where that apathy and indifference starts to starts to rear its ugly head. So it's going to be something to definitely watch now. You so we've talked about this ad nauseum, but it's it's something it's something impactful, and and we we just recently played a coach that is has been relieved. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that just before yes. we jumped on. Mm-hmm. So, in the coach I'm talking about, the couple of weeks ago, well, the, the Cardinals their their last victory <clears throat> was over the the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, who signed an extension, had an mm. extension was yeah. let go at one and four start. Um, I, maybe the, some ownership, maybe their, 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 their patience can maybe wear thin, even if we give you this money, oh, you're not coming through. We go, I'm, I don't like it. I'm going to, I'm going to maybe bring somebody else in. And then what I think some owners will do is since I'm paying this dude, all this money, I'm gonna pay this next dude a little bit of money, but that be that as it may, he's cliff is the CEO, man. He's supposed to be the CEO of this football team. And I don't get I, I still don't under, I still don't get the fact that he's growing into that role. You don't necessarily have to be. It's, I think it's it's unrealistic to expect every head coach to walk in and say I'm the man because you have to learn as you go. So you can come in and say I'm the man, and then you realize maybe I was being a little bit too much of a of a hard ass. So let me be able to try to find a good mix or try to find find my voice in this. So over a season or a season and a half or two, you find your voice, and hopefully you're not out the door by then. But but Cliff has the has the has the comfort of, of a contract extension, all those different things. I mean, come on. I mean, Ed, I mean, he's you have to if you are responsible for the offensive side of the ball. No, sorry. If you're responsible for offense, defense, special teams, because you're the head coach, you gotta do better. 
absolutely, Jay. He still he still looks like he's trying to figure it out four game four years into this experiment with him, man. And I I I, I question everything from now at this point, you know, initially, you know, we saw the trajectory looked like it was going up. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe they got, you know, got this one right. But at this point in time, I'm questioning, I'm going all the way back to the, the questioning of the hire from the get go now, because it's like, what did they see that we didn't see that would lead you to believe that he's like, was the, you know, other than his connection with Kyler Murray, it's like, where, where did they see this dynamic, uh, leader? You know, he was a good offensive coordinator. Okay. I'll give you that. But if you're looking at his track record in college, you know, the same thing, 500 record and he's a good starter, but he just doesn't know how to finish things. You know, you saw that with the, how his college teams trailed off. And I'm seeing all of the same that we saw from his college days, but you know, to, to, to double stamp it, brother, give him the extension. That's where I'm scratching my head. Like, what were they thinking? Because you, as you mentioned, you know, rule, they, they gave him that extension, but they, they saw that that writing was on the wall. They were just like, yeah, no, nah, we can't, we got to get out of this one. My yeah. problem with the, with the Cardinals and I, I continue to use the word frugal, which synonym for cheap and locally and locally a lot of some of the like for example a dan bickley is one that started that's really been that's really been beating that drum so to speak saying that where have they been a little bit cheaper on certain areas for example on the defensive side of the ball though the defense is uh though the defense is outperforming the 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 offense but you brought this dude in for his offensive mind and prowess thank you and they're and look at what they're doing this year and again last season we know they were up there but we had our questions about him last season as well especially with another mid-season swoon so you're not only supposed to be the offensive genius but you're also supposed to be able to calm the seas and be able to navigate this organization not only into the play you can lose a playoff game fine but the way you lose it's all about the way in which you do things as well and and along that same line, Jay, it's just his whole coaching. I, well, does he have a philosophy? Does he have you know uh, a hold of this entire organization? And I, I'm not seeing it. And you know, we're only five games into the season, and this after a playoff appearance last year. So I'm not. It's like I'm not trying to be too. I'm not trying to jump the jump the the, the broom too fast. But yeah. it, it just it just seems like Jay that. Something is not, he doesn't have the it, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, you watch the way these games are being played out. He's, he's getting out coached, um, out schemed to a certain degree. There's a lot of out something, whereas like this, he's not out doing anybody else on the other side. And even like, as you mentioned with that last drive uh, yesterday, you know, you have a kicker that, is inconsistent to say the least, but he's brand new and fresh off the, off the, you know, the, the, the scrap heap for one, you want to try to make this kick as easy and, and as possible if you have to rely on that in the first place. Right. But to, you know, just the whole scheme and, and I guess we'll have to get to Kyler and the early slide too. Uh, as yes, a, you have to be more aware if you, you if you talk aware. about Mr. You got to Mr. <laughs> you, you play with me. You play with you gotta me. Gotta be woke. You gotta be woke. Hey, hey. so you must, been, you must have been taking a nap. <laughs> They're in the fourth quarter. Right. <laughs> so you have to be more aware of what's going on. 
And I mean, it's easy. You, you know, I, I see you uh, when we're out and about and, and the, the, the toll that, that the, that the season, that the hits and the pounding took on you. I can see that. And, and you know, and you, you can feel it in your bones. So is that one of those trying to, where he slides a little bit, he slides early instead of going for that first down and being much more aggressive in that sense. I mean, how do you, how do you um, critique players if it seems that they're, they're trying to maybe be a little bit more self-preservation as opposed to going, putting your team in a position to be successful. And win. Here, here, I thought about this last night, Jay, and here, this it's all about preparation for one. And it goes back to your coaching and the player being aware of certain things. And I, I was thinking about this. Think about like with the Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. Let's put it in. So it's real simple, simple to kind of, you know, kind of, Think about it. Say you have two homeowners, right? Yes. And one homeowner, they both go come from back east. They now live out here in Arizona, right? We don't have a lot of bad weather. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is sunny and clear every day. But, you know, occasionally we'll get the bad dust storms. You know, we'll get some flooding when we get that flash flooding and stuff like that. Someone out here doesn't have to worry about a whole lot, right? You know, right. You get your basic insurances, you're good. For someone like a Bill Belichick, they're not only thinking about those couple things that could happen, but what if the freak nature of just maybe a tornado, which would never probably happen, but what if, or what if we had a hurricane or an earthquake, you know, what are the steps that I need to do and what are my family has to be aware of and prepped and ready for, right? Okay. Bill Belichick, he bought his house. He's thinking about all those things hmm. that the family practices every now and then about, you know, hey, if earthquake or something, this is what we do, right? Yeah. Now, Kingsbury, he's like, ain't no earthquake ever going to happen out here, so I don't even need to think about it, you know? Yeah, right. The same thing goes for your coaching. These are scenarios and things that during training camp, mm-hmm. you go over them briefly. It's probably never going to happen, but in these situations, we have 10 different things we're going to think about. We're going to, just in case, you know, that freak um coming down the stretch and we got a, a second down and we might need to either spike the ball to whatever it is. They work on those little things, meaning Bill Tech has already worked on them. So he's prepared for them. What yeah. he does, then he prepares the family for them. Kingsbury, he, it doesn't seem like he prepares for the things other than what's probably going to happen within the script. Mm. So, and saying that this is a scenario where somewhere in second week of training camp, all right, guys, let's get together. We're going to work on about five or six things that probably not going to happen this year, probably not going to happen over the next five, six years. But just in case, we're yeah. going to work on them. I was with coaches like that. Yeah. We would do drills sometimes like, what the hell are we doing this for? You know, just in case. Yeah. And also to put it in the back of the mind of your quarterback. So now when the scenario comes where, oh, my God, it's third down, we must get the fourth, we must get the first down if possible because we don't want to – or the was it second down we don't want to have to spike the ball on third down and bring up a fourth where we have so this is a a case where your coach should have had this covered somewhere in the very back 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 page of the overall playbook Mm. in these scenarios this is what we do and then Kyler Murray is now prepared on it in this situation Kyler wasn't thinking about it neither was Cliff Kingsbury so he Mm. goes and he does the early slide gets up and they spike the ball and that's all good because we're in field goal range. But if we had gotten that first down, we now spike it. We got a chance for two or three more plays to get us just a little closer 
Right. Kick that field goal for our kicker. It has never kicked in the trio, meaning we got a brand new kicker, snapper, snap him to a holder. They, the timing and everything, they're not all fluid because he just got here. How much easier? Real quick. So let's, let's, let's focus on that for, I think people don't understand that you come to, you come to a new organization and you, okay, you use a new dude. And so you can't, because of, you're not going to have as many snaps or, Snaps and practices. I mean, snaps and practice or reps and practice, I should say, to be able to get that that chemistry down to the point where you feel 100% comfortable. I mean, you're professional, so there's that expectation yeah. that you'll make the adjustment, but there is still that margin of error that 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 comes into play, right? Oh yeah, and you got to remember with this, with the execution of a, a snap, hold, and a kick, it's more than just about hey, get the ball down there. Some kickers like it tilted just a little bit this way. Mm. Some, you, some, if you show them laces, man, they were, I mean, it's, it's like showing uh, a, a cross to a, a, a vampire. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's certain, there, I'm serious. These guys will tell you laces out, you know, that, and some guys don't mind it. They can kick the ball no matter what, but these yeah. are all the things that the longer your kicker's with you, the more comfortable everybody is, you know, I know he likes just, he likes that tilt at 48 degrees, not at 45, <laughs> you know, that's his sweet spot, you know, that type of thing. Yes. Sir. And, you know, so it, it is not as easy as people, you know, you look at it and then you know the interesting thing, Jay, yeah. uh, the, the broadcast team, they talked about, they showed the three kicks that he like the kiss he was taking doing um uh, uh pregame yeah and they showed the ball doing the exact same thing fading Ooh. to the right from that hash mark so they were talking about how this might be an instance where he overcorrects because of his you know he took like he missed six kicks however many was doing pregame from that same exact spot on that same hash and it just kept going right so they were like this could probably gonna be an instance where he overcorrects and now he just hooks it wet not nah, he went straight the way he did it during the pregame, that ball faded to the right, just like it, it was almost like it was showing a replay of what the Ooh. replay that they'd sold earlier. Ooh. So it's, it's the little things, Jay. It really is the little things. Let me ask you, I'll throw this out there. If we hadn't have gotten to fourth down, instead of kicking from that hash, they have a chance. Say if he gets the first down, right. they stop, they stop the clock with a, a, a spike, right? Hey, Amendola, which hash do you feel more comfortable with? Or, you know, so they get up to the line the next for one more snap, snap it. You go over, take the knee. Everybody gets up. You spike it. Now you're on the perfect cast wherever you want it. Those are the things you miss. Little things. Yeah. Little things. Yeah. Man. Okay. So in terms of this, this is a win. This was another winnable game, right? So the last, so the Rams, that was a winnable game. So you look at this one, that was a winnable game. This might be something that we can get into uh, maybe Thursday, but let, let's just maybe plant the seed for this. Do you start to lose the locker room if you're if you're if your players are saying, "Come on, man," and looking at the coaches and what you ask us to do things differently, you ask us to practice harder, or practice differently, you ask us to do insert whatever that is here. When are you going to do something different? When are you because what? And again, you correct me if I'm wrong, but in the oftentimes in the second half of these games where it's almost as if they're playing with a sense of urgency then. So what can you do to manufacture that sense of urgency? And I'll give an example just in terms of maybe running since this is fresh in my mind. I was very nervous about this run. And so um I didn't want to start fast and then and then end up having no gas at the end. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to, so that way, even if I was, I ran out of gas eventually, I'll, I'd be able to limp my way through with a, with a mile and a half, two miles left, as opposed to hitting mile nine and saying, man, this ain't going to work, dog. So 
the thing is you have to look at it differently. You have to, you have to really be in tune. So in my case, it was lean back a little bit so I can save energy. But in the case of the Cardinals, you gotta, you have to play with a sense of urgency earlier as opposed to waiting. Now we're doing no huddle. Now we're doing some different things. Now we're doing, now it's time. It was time at kickoff. Yeah, no, I, 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 that's a great question. For me, what I'm seeing with Kingsbury, you're, you know, cause you're like, well, is this, this, all this game does it stamps your either belief or non-belief. It just, it's like there, guys aren't waking up today and saying, man, I don't know what coach is doing. I, guys have been watching this for two and three and four years now. The guys that have been there the longest. Yeah. So they, it's like, it's not like they're waking up and it's like, man, coach got a problem with. Uh, and the other thing we have to remember, Jay, these guys are in the locker rooms or the meeting rooms with. Kingsbury and these are guys some of the guys meaning your defensive guys who don't have a whole lot to do with him because he's more of an offensive guy yeah these guys are sitting around talking they probably they, what are you doing yeah, over there they see so it's not like guys are waking up today like yeah I don't know if coach knows what he's doing sometimes they're watching it and all these all these incidences do are they're just stamping more Ooh. of their belief or non-belief in his pro, you know, and what he's supporting paragraphs, supporting paragraphs for what they already believe. Yeah. And it can be one of those situations, man, where, you know, I told you, I played for some coaches that from the very first time I saw them first, I'm not going to give any names out, but I was a couple coaches where I was literally sitting after my first meeting with the team and thinking this, especially after coming from, of a situation like, you know, where I was in, in Atlanta with Coach Reeves. Yeah. Who that, that man, you know, God rest his soul, that man was a leader of, of men. I he, think I know. I yeah. think I know what you've told me about one of the coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know one of those but, guys. and you, so you know, but you know, the thing is, as a respectful player, hey, I'm still going to show you the respect because, you know, you are the head man and you've earned that right. But, you know, I'm not, not going to be as, you know, there's a few times where you do a couple eye rolls like, huh? You know, that type of thing. <laughs> And, and that's, you know, it, it can, what happens is there are guys that are on his team, meaning there are team Kingsbury guys. Right. Those guys are starting to listen more to, man, you know, especially when you like some guys have been other places and all of a sudden, man, we did things a whole lot different. You know, the, <laughs> now all of a sudden the team Kingsbury guys are like, hmm, maybe, maybe I'm not a Republican. Maybe <laughs> hey, I should start looking at some of the things that, other, you know, the other side is talking about. Yeah, you know, that yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, my my grandmama don't put no raisins in the, yeah. in the potatoes. <laughs> okay, so the uh, next up is, is Seattle. Seattle Seahawks going to be traveling to is a road game. So yeah. at least there's there's a chance there, right? But <laughs> what does this? Are you still? Going into the season, you had them in terms of the, the record that you had. You had them kind of underperforming, basically eight on nine last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Are you still? Is, does that what you've seen up to this point? Does that reinforce what your thoughts were? Are we? I mean, because if anything, I thought even if they were under five hundred, that it would be man, the defense got to catch up because the offense is putting up thirty five a game. They got to catch up. What can they do? And it's it's the it's the other way around. What, what are you, are you, cause I don't want to get into the breakdown of the Seattle game. Yeah, we'll get into that. But what is your, do you still, are you, do you still have the same kind of outlook so far after the first, after these first uh, five games? 
if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck, baby. Now, here's the thing. I was, you know, you were out this weekend. Obviously, I had Michael Caratanudo join us on the show. And he's an adamant supporter of the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I'm going to call him a homer. Cause you know, like I said, you, I mean, we, you know, a little, you know, a little yeah. bit over. <laughs> so, but here, here's where I had an issue with it. Cause right. he was out and out, you know, he was looking at the bright side of the, you know, I'm like, Michael, let's be a little realistic here. I was just kind of, this is what we've seen so far. Oh, no, 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 no. So I said to him, this is a question I asked him. I said, Michael, so, okay, tell me what you've seen that is positive, what they've done well so far. He stopped and I knew I had him because he was like, <laughs> he's just like looking at me, sitting right next to me, looking at me. Well, I, I, I like the fact that they're still, their bees are still being aggressive on defense. And I'm like, that's the best you can come up with. If I ask you right now, what do you like about the Kansas City Chiefs? What do they do well? Man, they protect my home. They run the ball. They got a great uh, passing game. They're very uh, dynamic with what they do. They just, you know, then on the defensive side, they're doing X, Y. That's the kind of answer I was expecting to hear if you got this kind of, you know, I'm down with these dudes. And I, I'm still asking what I've seen so far, Jay, is exactly what I kind of thought we'd see just for the first month because nobody played in preseason. Right. You know, they're still, you know, trying to figure it out. Now, bro, I don't see much improvement in terms of, okay, I, I can see it. it's, it's coming. It's just around the corner. It's coming. But Hop- no. Hopkins, is, Hopkins is coming back in a couple of weeks. Uh, okay. Hopkins yeah. is coming back in a couple of weeks. I asked you the other day, is he going to be wearing his cape when he comes back? Hey, I mean, is, is, Holly, is he and Hollywood Brown going to line up on the left side? Because <laughs> that's all they do. It's just, that's, that's why, like, that's where they go. But I'm, if I was, if I was covering those guys and we just a couple more minutes, if I was covering those guys, I would, I, I would be the cornerback saying, you know, your coach just, I mean, I don't know what your coach is doing. He puts you on the left side every time. Dog. Every time. And no motions, no, you know, crazy designs to make people think. I, you know, I talk about, bro, that's like, where's Waldo? And he's the only person on the page, right? He's standing, <laughs> he, like, Waldo's standing on, on the beach. And he's like, well, there's Waldo right there. That's all you, with our, with our offense, it's so easy to look at. We don't put anybody in most. We don't put anybody in similar clothing to maybe <laughs> disguise them a little bit. You know, somebody with another stripe shirt. I mean, give me, give me some type of make, make it hard on me in some type of way. Oh my know? goodness. Now, and, and this is going to be something. And so I mentioned this and I, I just mentioned it kind of just throwing it out there because of the uncertainty of every season. Every season is, uh, is different unto itself. The, the Rams are struggling a bit. Yes. There was, I said that there might be an opportunity if the Rams, for whatever reason, whether it's the, and I don't think it's the, I was thinking maybe the Super Bowl hangover. I don't think it's that. I just think that things have changed and it's just not the same personnel that they have. There's, there's an opportunity there and the Cardinals are going to kick themselves if they don't take advantage of this opportunity by being able to, to get back into the playoffs and maybe win a game or even, or, or have a better showing if nothing else. So yeah. The beast in this division might've been those, might be those uh, 49, 49ers now with Jimmy coming and, and, you know, and, you know, like I said, we, we were so concerned about the Rams 49ers might be the class of this division and don't sleep on Seattle. I mean, I'm not saying playoffs and this and that, but they are a team that's playing a whole lot better than I thought they would. So it's not yeah. going to be as easy as we think this coming week. We'll get into that on Wednesday when we chop that one up. But the, the problem is, Jay, from week to week, if we're not getting better, that, that list, you know, we went down the schedule and everything. There's some other teams on that, on the schedule that 
I thought would have no chance to keeping up with us, or we might be in a dog fight week to week all the way through the season. And yeah. maybe my eight and nine was a little generous. I don't know. We'll see when we get toward the end of it. I hope you're wrong. I hope my thing is more online. Yeah, I, I want my matter of fact, before you give me my drink, I want to put it in the freezer and chill too. Don't bring me no warm stuff over here. <laughs> <laughs> I want my drink chill. Oh, oh man. And on, and on that note, on Ken behalf wins. of the, <laughs> man, I didn't know, doc. On behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. Tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Again, we do this thing twice a week. That's on Mondays and Thursdays. And uh, we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Can we see you later this week? Be easy out there, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.